why why is this my life today they're on one right now i don't understand like i think it's because they've been cooped up in the house all day because it's raining so much they won't go outside yeah so like anything moves and they're freaking out (laughs) (sighs) i mean the same but like you know (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I'm drinking today? Is it Chardonnay? Yeah, but do you know what kind? Is is it something from 19 Crimes? No. It's oh god. It's buttery. Ew. It's <laughs> Ew. It's dark horse buttery Chardonnay, and I fucking love this shit. It's so good. <laughs> when I hear the word buttery, okay. I think of like melted butter and crab legs or something like that. So that is the taste that I imagine when I hear the word buttery. Okay. I can't put it to wine. And I get that because I felt the same way. But when you taste, but if you taste this, you just wouldn't like it because you don't like this. Um, Yeah. But like when you taste it, it makes sense. The wine. Okay. I just. Do they mean rich? Like, I just don't understand. I just looked it up, bitch, because I know you're going to be like, what do they mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just fucking looked it up. The wine <laughs> undergoes a second m- malolactic fermentation that gives it a buttery flavor. This process converts tart malic acids naturally in grapes to creamy lactic acid. Mm. A buttery Chardonnay is often aged in oak barrels, which can add vanilla, toasty notes, and more texture. See, that's what I taste. I taste like an oakiness and kind of, it's just smooth as fuck. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I am 100% Leslie Nope with the wine. Because it all tastes the fucking same, and I'm never oh, going to know the difference. For sure, yeah. And this is this is Dark Horse. It's $8. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I've never gone to, like, you know how you go to the wine tasting, and, like, you're not supposed to, like, you know, just house the fucking wine they give you? That's stupid. No. I'm not wasting wine. Fuck you. I'm going to house the fucking wine. I don't give a yeah. fuck about the notes that I pick up. I'm not going to swish it and fucking do all that shit. Um, I either like it or I don't like it. But I... I don't know when I hear buttery, I'm just literally imagining Paula Dean sitting on a stick of butter, like, whoa, whatever I, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, that's- yes. And it also says they're rich, full bodied. Eh, I don't know, but it's better. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Well, enjoy drinking your butter. The dogs don't like it either. Dogs can fuck right off. You don't know. Maybe they're saying, maybe they're agreeing with me. And they're like butter, butter. I know, that didn't that didn't sound like a happy bark. No, it sounded pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, and now bear won't shut up. You hear them all go shh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, it's always fucking bear. I don't trust it's that guy. Always, but he's shady as fuck. He is. He's shady. I love him, and he's cute. He has a cute. Little, oh, he got a cute I, little face. I would die for that dog, but he's still shady he's as fuck. Really shady. Yeah, he uh, he side eyes the hell out of me all the time. Um, I can you never that. know what he's up to. Colby's shady. My orange yeah. cat, Colby. He, oh, fuck yeah. He looks mad all the time. And his life is literally sleeping and eating. And he yeah, just, I don't. He look, I bet I could look at him right now. And he is going to look pissed as fuck. Don't you? Oh, yeah. He definitely does. He's on his little factory. And he's just yeah. like, just stay. What the face. fuck do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Bear just fucks off and I don't know where the fuck he goes. And then he comes back and he smells weird like he was in something. <laughs> like for the longest time, I joked that he had a pet hamster because he'd come back and he'd smell like, you know how a hamster cage has that like piney like a, smell? It smells like the shavings and yes. like poop. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And he wouldn't have rolled outside in anything. He would just come back from somewhere and smell like hamster cage. And I was like, do you have a pet hamster? Are you hiding it somewhere? What is going on? He's got he's a lot strange- of just it's got a lot of fur maybe he's hiding it in there he's got a lot of scents in those fur, the fur and it's just it's intense it's full of secrets it, that's why his hair is so big <laughs> <laughs> um all right what is your update um my update is that i listened to the first episode of my dad wrote a porno <laughs> yes yes 
was. It Linda was, blinked. It was way... Well, one, I didn't... Maybe you said this, but I don't remember if that you did, if you did. I didn't know it was British, for one thing. Oh, I didn't say that, so it makes it so much better. It's so much better, and I didn't know that it was, like, three people, like, three friends talking about it. Yeah. And that made it really funny. Um, And, okay, so a few, a couple pieces of commentary that I have (laughs) is that, one, the dad... (laughs) And Rocky Flintstone, it is a pen name. They said it. Okay, okay, yeah. good. I couldn't Which remember. Which I'm like, it fucking has to be. I can't. Yeah. If that's a real name, yeah, I'm out. Um, But the first thing that sticks out in my head about that episode is that the dad calls vagina lips lids. Like L-I-D-S. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck I'm like the dad seems to have no idea about actual female anatomy either no, no idea yeah yes it's it's just it's amazing it's i don't so know crazy so that i was like what and then the other thing that cracked me the fuck up is that and like spoiler alert if you don't want to hear the the first episode of, of my dad wrote a porno podcast don't listen to this but I really liked how they went through like this whole interview. It's like a job interview. And this whole time they're the interviewers are instructing Belinda to take off various articles of clothing. And then they finally they finally get her like she lays down and they're like giving her some kind of fucking gynecological exam. And like I don't know what's happening. Like they just they tell her to lay down and open her legs. And then the interviewer is like my name's Toby, and it's like or, <laughs> it's just so fucking awkward. Yeah, or maybe Tony. I don't know one of those fucking names. But that, like, what? Like, you just spent like probably it probably the span of a half hour, as far as the storyline goes, like talking to this woman. She doesn't say a word. She the, just blinks the whole time. She just blinks. Belinda blinks. Yeah. And then he introduced himself <laughs> as Tony Toby or whatever. And then the first words I think that she utters is, when are you going to fuck me? And I'm just like, what? <laughs> it, it's, it's like really bad fan fiction. It's is so, what it's like. It is, it, I didn't have expectations except that i did think it was gonna be just one host and i was like this is gonna be so cringy but he was talking about it with friends and it was funny so i was like okay that's the only expectation that like i had was that it was gonna be really fucking weird and cringy and it was but not because of the host like literally because of the fucking weird ass content yes it gets weirder please continue because if you think that's the weirdest fucking thing that happens you are in for a rude awakening does it get like graphic oh oh yeah oh yeah get it just just keep it but but listen it's fucking funny like because he's so grossed out like they get really grossed out and then they still the the commentary is really what makes it yeah but like it's I, i you just have to you have to push through. I think I got to like the second season. I have to re-listen because I don't remember a That's whole lot. That's the other thing. They're reading like a chapter a week. Yeah, How there's five sh- books. Describe my face. It's just like, you know, the emoji that like the face is just dropped like, oh my God, like no way. Five yeah. books. He wrote like a fucking Harry Potter series about yeah. Belinda. I almost bought them because I just want to like read them and laugh. That also blew my mind that it was like, it's like a self-published yeah. book yep. that yeah. you can actually purchase. It's crazy to me. So yeah, yeah to more to come on that. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> I listened to episode one. It was. But wh- wasn't it just like a weight? Though, like, you laugh, I laugh so fucking hard listening to that podcast. Like, there were tears in my eyes. It was funny, but it was outrageous. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was completely outrageous. But yes, it was, it was very funny. Um, Yeah. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. It was funny. Um, It kept me company during my work drive the other day. And um, yeah, I, so check it out. 
wait till you pull up next to someone and it's talk like a very dirty scene and you're like no. oh no. i have porn in my car that, that went through my mind because i was i had my window down and i was driving like i was getting out of my neighborhood and my window was down and i was like i cannot like drive around <laughs> my neighborhood with this on like I have to see these people. They're no. Oh my god! No, I'm not gonna be the audiobook porno girl. Like that's not yeah. happening. So yeah, it was really funny. Um, again, it's called My Dad Wrote a Porno. I got it on Apple Podcasts. Check it out. It's fucking weird. It's it's been around for years, and it's just very much worth it. Yeah, I for when did it? When did that first come out? Like, I don't know. I listened to it a couple years ago. Yeah, like maybe eighteen or something. Yeah, so it's just it's just do it. You won't regret it. It's really funny. Just they, don't listen to it with your children. No, don't do that. I can I'm only one episode deep, and I can tell you don't do that. Yeah, um, yeah. But in the the hosts are they're just they are like they're a sweet little group of friends. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. So that's yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the yeah. recommendation. Yeah. No problem. I'm glad you liked it. Um. I don't have any updates, Summerton man wise or any other case wise. I do not either. Okay. Um, so I'm breaking the norm a little bit because this week's case does not have DNA in it. Gasp. Da da da. She um, said, fuck the yeah. title. That's fine. I'm glad because this is going to kind of open up the door for me to finally do the Johnstown flood that I've been talking about for fucking ever. Because yeah, there's no DNA. I already told you to do that. You should do that. But this this case is just super important. Um, it's recently in the news um, and it just needs to be talked about because I didn't know about it until I heard about it this week. Yeah, I'm excited about this because you did give you did give me the topic. Yeah. Um, and it was good. Um, I, uh, just want to preface this by saying that this deals with a fuck ton of racism, yep. uh, and sexual assault. Um, and I also want to preface this by saying it happened in 1949. So, uh, please keep that in mind, uh, when I say anything like, you know, about like the trial or what the judge says or anything like that. So, okay. Um, Okay. On Saturday, January 8th, 1949, Ruby Shroud Floyd, a 32-year-old white woman, entered a neighborhood in Martinsville, Virginia, to collect money for clothing she had sold. This neighborhood in Martinsville was a predominantly black neighborhood, and she had previously gone there to distribute Jehovah's Witness materials. Residents of the neighborhood had warned her not to stay too long because it was late in the afternoon when she arrived, and I guess they were concerned about her safety. She passed four black men at the railroad tracks and continued into the neighborhood. Some time later, she was assaulted by some of those men. Or claimed to be, I should say. Mm-hmm. At 7.30 p.m., after it was finally dark, she went to Mary Wade's house seeking help. And the Wade family called an ambulance to assist her because she had clearly been assaulted. Ruby claimed that she had been raped by 13 black men. The police arrested Frank Hairston Jr. and Booker Milner, along with four more suspects that night. Uh, The other four suspects were arrested based on the first two men's confessions. Uh, And Floyd was able to identify um, some of them, and I'll get into that in a little bit. By the next morning, all the men that were in custody had signed confessions. Um, And then the final man, Joe Hampton, was taken into custody um, two days later on January 10th. So I'm going to go through the seven men that were arrested just so that we have their names and their ages. Um, Frank Harrison Jr., age 20, he confessed to the rape. Booker T. Milner, age 22, said he was present but did not take part. And then based on those two confessions, the police arrested Howard Lee Hairston, age 20, who denied having sex with Floyd. Is that a relative Uh, of the first guy? No. um, There's actually three Hairstons, and two of them are related, but not to Frank. Okay. So Howard Lee 
and James Luther Hairston, age 22, they are brothers. Okay. Who? Um, uh, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, they're not related to Frank. Um, John Claben Taylor, age 23. Francis DeSales Grayson, age 30, and he was actually a World War II veteran. And he was from Rich- Richmond, Virginia. Uh, he denied having sex with Floyd. Uh, and he was the only defendant who had no local ties to the area. And then the last uh, to be arrested on January 10th was Joe Henry Hampton, age 21. So two of these, one person confessed to partaking in this assault. One person yep. confessed to being there but not partaking. And then those two people identified everybody else. Supposedly in the confession. Let me just say that supposedly because okay. there's a lot of fucked up shit about these confessions oh for sure <laughs> fair yeah, agrees he agrees um okay so uh floyd identified both grayson and hampton as some of her rapists but she actually had trouble identifying the others and that's according to blackpass.org which is actually a really cool uh reference site for black history but Grayson and Hampton weren't the weren't the ones that confessed. Nope, Grayson and Hampton were just uh, Hampton. Okay, yeah, a- yeah, arrested based on the other two's confessions. Okay, but that those were the only ones that she recognized. Yes. Okay. Uh, after being held by police overnight, the first six all signed confessions implicating themselves and each other, all admitted to being present at the crime including Joe Hampton, although not all took part in the rape. Only one of the accused had a prior criminal record, and most of the men were employed. When the NAACP appealed their convictions, its defense team noted that when the police had questioned the men, they had been drinking for some time, and they were not allowed to consult lawyers or their families. Oh, see, fuck that. Not all of the defendants were able to read the confessions that they signed. Oh, good. And so, none of them, oh, god damn, so the p- cops are probably like, sign this, we'll let you go home. And they and they probably put whatever the fuck they wanted into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and none of them had a lawyer with them as they were questioned. Great. I go into the confessions a little bit more whenever I talk about the trial because they bring they bring it up about like, you know, other issues with the confessions. So, um the men were then separated by the officials. And they took them to jails outside of the county to protect them from mob violence, is what they said. Why wouldn't um, the jail? Why they were worried about, I guess, a mob flooding the jail. Sorry, I have a phone call coming in, so you're now muted. What on Facetime? Why would a mob be able to get in a jail? <laughs> um, this was the South in the forties. Oh my god, fuck that. As if the police cared about their safety. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why I said this was the South in the 40s, so the late 40s. So um the preliminary hearing occurred about a month later, and then the grand jury hearing happened two months after that. The grand jury, which did include both black and white members, indicted all of the men. So that's just an, an important thing to remember that at least for that they were judged by their peers in a sense it wasn't just all white men um moving Uh, forward it was all fucking white men and i also i mean that just begs me to ask like were the black jurors did they really get a say probably not probably not but i'm sure they were bullied into doing whatever you know um but it's honestly surprised me to see that, that the grand is. jury included both black and white members because historically that is not. I the case. just, I bet that was strategic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so again, family members of the seven men said that their relatives were interrogated under duress without the presence of a lawyer and their confessions were coerced under the threat of mob violence. They were coerced under the threat of that mob violence as well. Like, if you don't confess, you're going to get, you know, Torn apart by, like, lynched by these mobs, essentially. Because it was a white woman. Okay. Well. Uh, probably not At wrong. the time, yeah. Yeah. So. 
the defendants were appointed seven attorneys and they all ranged widely in experience. Uh, the experienced attorneys were asked to aid the less experienced attorneys. They're all supposed to like work together to help. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, they actually did try some things. Um, they tried to change the venue of the trial because of how sensationalist the press got about what happened. I'm just so um, fucking cynical. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I'm not saying they did everything right, but like, yeah. I'm shocked that they even tried that to do that. They even took certain steps. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Um, and they claimed that, you know, it made it having a fair trial impossible, which is true. Uh, but they were unsuccessful. Of and course. they didn't have a fair trial anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they, oh, but it didn't, the trial didn't get moved somewhere else? It did not. Okay. It did not. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if I said this earlier, uh, but in the 40s, and I talk about this later, but I just want to give the heads up now, uh, rape was punishable by death. <sighs> and uh, if you black men... <laughs> were subjected to death because of rape right so that's mm. you know <sighs> okay yep so the trials were held back to back um and each each trial had a separate jury but they were all 12 white men great yeah the prosecution was led by Irvin w cubine uh and he introduced evidence showing that non-consensual sex took place uh, some of the defendants actually acknowledged having sexual intercourse with Floyd, but they said that it was consensual or that she did not resist or say no. What um, was the evidence that they had that it wasn't? I don't know if it was just her condition. Like, they don't really talk about it. They didn't. I don't think they had, like, rape kits back then. No. What, Rick? My uncle's house just flooded. Oh. Uh. Joey was like, shut up, she's recording her podcast. <laughs> and he went, I'm sorry, I forgot. I heard him say that super loud. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, he lives right next to a flood basin, and his house is definitely flooded. So. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so on with the suckiness, because just everything sucks right now. Um, yeah, they didn't talk about what evidence in what I found. Like, it didn't say they took, like, semen or, like, she was just assaulted. They were, you know. Okay. Um. So, uh, she didn't say no or resist, and either of those is considered necessary as a condition to prove rape, I guess, is what okay. this says. So, like, she didn't resist or say no. But then that would mean that it was consensual in their right. in their definition. Yes, yes. Like and that's a, what they were trying to prove. Okay, but yet the other side saying that it was not. Right. Based on whatever they evidence they have. Yep. Um, Virginia law authorized capital punishment for for accessories, parties to the act of rape who did not take part in the act as well. So even if you were there and you witnessed it, you get the acts too. I mean, if you if if the rape did occur and you're not using this as a racial um as a way to unfairly target black people and black men especially that law is kind of badass <laughs> like yeah yeah i mean we know how i feel and you feel about you know the death penalty but i i but... do in theory i do like the absolute no bullshit yes. when it comes to yes it. that's cool but it's like yeah the way they were but that's not what it was about no fuck no that wasn't what it was about no because it could have been a group of seven white men and they'd all gotten off and then i'll be like oh honey just go home. yeah 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 the, yeah <sighs> yep so uh on the stand each of the defendants at least partially rejected their confessions so the confessions were brought up um, and, uh, you know, they said that, that that's not what they said. Uh, and the formal account varied from a handwritten version and that they had not fully read the police version when signing and did not recognize that their own accounts had been changed. Yeah, they didn't. And for some of them, it sounds like it's not that they failed to read it fully it's that they didn't know how to fucking read yeah i i'm not sure if that's exactly like that's what i got from one of them 
Well, I'm sure that's um, the case. They didn't recognize their own accounts had been changed. Um, I, someone named Rise. I don't know if this is part of the prosecution or part of the defense. Like, it literally didn't say that when I was reading this. But Rise said that the white community disdained Ruby Floyd for her missionary work with the Jehovah's Witnesses and for her willingness to enter the black part of Martinsville. The prosecution pointed out that Floyd had gone to an area considered unsafe for white women, ignored warnings of black residents of staying too long there, and not uh, and having not been attentive to her surroundings or the men she passed. Well, fuck, I don't like that. They're victim blaming right. entirely. And I, 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 she very well could have been assaulted. Like, it's, I'm not saying she wasn't. It's the principle of their argument because for yes. them, they, be, like, it's pretty well believed that she did get assaulted. Not to say that that is what happened or by whom it happened by, you know, but like, they're not, but it's a, their whole argument is fucked up. Right. That, like, oh, don't go to that part of town. Don't be yeah. out late. Like, you can't fucking say that, dude. Right. You're victim. You're entirely victim blaming. Yeah. A relative of the Harrisons actually said that this was a weird way to say it, that their family tradition said that Floyd. So, like, a, just a story that had been passed down said that Floyd had actually been having an affair with one of the defendants. Hmm. But they didn't bring that up at trial. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because the family, like, maybe that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then it went, something went awry and she spun it to. Oh, I get it now. This is a recent relative, like a current relative has oh. saying that stories passed down through the family. Like said that Floyd was having an affair at the time. With one of the defendants. Okay. So like a family tradition, that makes sense. Like a family story that's been passed down. Like they just came forward and were like, well, it was always said that she was boning. Right. What's his name? Like, And it okay. just kept getting passed down. That makes sense now. Sorry, I was not like parsing that correctly. Maybe that so. was, but, and they, oh, that's so crazy because maybe that was true. And the person, if that, if that were true, like what if that guy, whoever, whatever guy she was having an affair with didn't want to come clean about that because of any was was she married and it didn't say she's 32 at that time i mean you would think yeah you would uh yeah that's interesting if like they just didn't want to own up to having it like a black and a white a black man relationship a white woman. Yeah. yeah because i mean because there would be repercussions on both sides would it wouldn't be. just be yeah yeah um hmm. but also like so you're just gonna go to the death about it and let everybody else go to the death about it oh, too no, that's completely fucked up yeah yeah like so i i don't know or maybe she had been having an affair and something went wrong like we truly don't know yeah but that that makes that's very interesting that that's been kind of like a family um rumor kind of yeah thing. yeah um so no trial lasted more than a day <laughs> cool and the longest jury deliberation lasted less than two hours so <laughs> also cool uh the shortest was little more than half an hour jesus christ yeah. that is an episode of parks and rec yeah with commercials that yeah yep uh and although the, the defense attorneys pointed out uh mitigating circumstances the juries quickly convicted each defendant and sentenced them to execution in the electric chair they so they they were honestly completely fucked no matter from the what. moment they got arrested yeah because it really it truly would have been oh we're gonna keep you safe from these these mobs of people that are gonna so we can kill you. you so then we can kill you but hey yeah. at least you'll get like a bed to sleep in and some meals first like that's yeah. so that's so fucked up and if the if that were true about them about um floyd and uh, one of the men having an affair that guy would have been yeah. probably attacked you know what i yeah. mean yeah there was no there was literally nothing there really was not much of there was not much hope for the no. for the defendants there mm -mm. that's bleak. um the judge was kenan c whittle i just wanted to throw that in there no fuck you uh yeah uh virginia 
had his he so he said something and i read this in a thing and i didn't put it in because i was just like fuck you when i read it but it was like talking about how there was racial harmony and they needed to treat this case <laughs> like they were all the same race and like some bullshit like uh, clearly it wasn't going to get treated that way and you know you made that for fucking certain by making sure the juries were 12 white men uh every fucking time so I hope that everyone who partook in getting them, like, wrongly convicted, reincarnated into, like... Anal beads? A hemorrhoid. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah. So, Virginia historically convicted and executed numerous black men accused of raping white women. Uh, and for most of its history, only black men were sentenced to death for rape. Uh, since Virginia started using an electric chair in 1908, all 45 of the men sentenced to death for rape had been black men convicted of raping white women. Jesus Christ. That's also, I, I just want to point that out, black men convicted of raping white, white women. women. Yeah. So if they had raped a black woman, nothing would have happened. No. You know, so just further fucking race. Like, I just... Yeah. Mm, and if, like, like you said, if a white man had raped a white woman... Well, no like, one. You, you guys are married, so that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yep. Marital rape wasn't a thing. When did Emmett... When was Emmett Till? Because Emmett Till was right around that, that what time. What was Emmett Till? Emmett Till died in 55. Oh, it was after this. This was 1949. Yeah, he was, and Emmett Till was only like 14 years old. And that was in Mississippi? I think. Yeah, I think so. Because he was from, he was born in Chicago, but yeah, he was lynched in Mississippi. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Um. That's so crazy, because like, my dad was born in 1957. So my like, dad was born in 1948. So, like, this happened in your father's lifetime. Yeah. People sit there and talk about, like, oh, it, well, it was so long ago. But it was not that long ago. If it was not that know, long ago. If you know someone that was alive when it happened, it wasn't that long ago. They do it with slavery. All that. Slavery was not that long ago. Mm-mm. Like, I just. <sighs> That's wild. Yep. Like, I, I actually saw a timeline laid out right of from when slavery i've seen that yeah Mm -hmm. it literally like i wanted to throw up i was just like what the fuck it's just like a little blip it's It's a blip it's just like slavery boop civil rights movement it's like there's nothing there's yeah barely any time passed Yeah. yeah it's horrific yeah but it was so long ago fuck you yeah um, from 1908 to 1951, only Texas, North Carolina, and Georgia executed more black men for rape than Virginia. Yeah, and see, that's where, like, you know, I, not for the death penalty. I'm not. I'm not for it. But that's where, like, but the idea of, like, oh, no tolerance for rape. That's cool. But that's why. But that's the only reason why. Yeah, it's, it wasn't actually it had nothing to do with rape. It was just a way to. It was race, not rape. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, the case of the Martinsville Seven was taken up by several outside groups, uh, the NAACP, the Civil Rights Congress, uh, Martin A. Martin of the Richmond law firm, Hill Martin and Robinson was a lead attorney for the defense team for NAACP in Virginia. Uh, and they had a lot of experience with like civil rights cases at the time. Um, there was like, Issues with the CRC participating in the litigation for some reason. I don't know much about the CRC, but I think it was something with like, um, they had ties to communism or something like that. Oh, okay. So I, that's, I think that's what I read. Um, they also, the NAACP agreed to represent the men in an appeal uh, with the Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals. And then they raised a bunch of funds uh, to apply to the defense of the clients. Um, and the a- NAACP's interest was to establish legal precedent for the benefit of due process and equal protection in general. I 
I'm literally quoting and I don't want to say this, but essentially it was just for the equal protection in general and for uh, black people's rights in, in particular, but they use mm-hmm. a different word and I'm just not doing it. Oh, so, uh, okay. Fair. Yeah. Uh, their concern was ensuring a fair trial. Okay. Uh, all of the appeals by the NAAC failed. Hmm. Every one of them. And the seven were executed at the Virginia State Penitentiary in early February 1951. The first four were executed at 15-minute intervals on February 2nd. The remaining three were executed on February 5th, 1951. And it is the largest execution for rape charges in the United States. The day before the youngest of the seven was executed, he said, God knows I didn't touch that woman and I'll see y'all on the other side. God. Um, there was a ruling in 1977 for Coker versus Georgia, uh, that the U S Supreme court ruled it's, it is repugnant to an enlightened society for the state to kill a person for a crime that does not result in death. So it took away, uh, the death penalty for someone guilty of raping an adult woman. Uh, in December of 2020, the Martinsville seven project asked the Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, uh, to pardon the Martinsville Seven posthumously and issue an apology. Um, they want to actually, the Martinsville Seven Project uh, seeks to highlight the case, share their stories, and collect and post records related to the case to help with the pardon request. But nearly 70 years after their unjust executions, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam grant, uh, granted posthumous compart- posthumous pardons to the martinsville seven he granted the pardons after a meeting with the descendants of the martinsville seven and he said that the pardons do not address whether the men were guilty but rather serve as recognition from the commonwealth that they were tried without adequate due process Mm -hmm. uh this is about righting wrongs northam said we all deserve a criminal justice system what that pisses me off you didn't write a wrong no 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 no, like that that verbiage pisses me off like you you caused a wrong and now you're yeah. just well he didn't cause a wrong but mm, it no, was i mean but he's he's the, doing what he can the whole yeah i mean sure. you know like we all are, oh, i, I get whole, it the whole fucking system though like <laughs> it's fucked yeah um i i guess just in his mind this is one thing he can do you know what i and mean that's, and that's great that's great like you can only do yeah. what's in your bubble to do but i don't like how he phrased um yeah we're writing no this system caused this heinous act to happen despite the constitution and now i'm doing my small part to get comfort of the families that's the way you fucking phrase it in my opinion fight me bear (laughs) i i don't like nobody can move in the house they're just going ape shit on one um Okay, this is about righting wrongs. Mm-hmm. We all deserve a criminal justice system that is fair, equal, and gets it right, no matter who you are or what you look like. While we can't change the past, I hope today's action brings them some small measure of peace. He was joined by descendants of the men on Tuesday and ceremonial, ceremonially signed the pardons. Um, and then they listed the, you know, the names. Uh, one of the um, One of the children of the Martinsville seven, he's in a lot of the pictures mm-hmm. that you'll see. And it's a man, he's crying. Uh, it's very yeah. emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh... Oh, here's another statement from Northam. While these pardons do not address the guilt of the seven, they serve as recognition from the Commonwealth that these men were tried without adequate due process and received a racially biased death sentence, not similarly, similarly applied to white defendants. Hmm. Okay. So, um, that's, that's better. <laughs> yeah uh one of one of them here i was traumatized by this incident said curtis milner who was nine when his cousin booker t milner was executed i'm looking for closure um and then the picture of the gentleman crying uh that's one of their sons Mm. actually i'm trying to figure out which one um but it was just it's heartbreaking to see that photo of him and he I guess whenever he did it, like he just broke down crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. I mean, I'm one. sure it's. 
I'm sure it was very emotional for him to, you know, his dad was finally, he said something about, he remembers the last thing his dad saying about like, I love you and like all this stuff when they took mm-hmm. him away. And um, I just can't find that exact article now. And I'm very sad about it because it was very touching. Um, but yeah, so there's no DNA. Sorry. Um, but it needed to be talked about because it literally just happened uh, yesterday. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and our yesterday for when this goes out, this was this happened on August 31st. Yes. Yep. Um, so and there was also really no closure about what even happened to the woman either. Right. Mm-mm. Like No, nope. Um. Yeah. Wow. So that and that's I mean, that has a level of sadness, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, what she, what happened to her and what, you know? Yeah. I mean, she got to move on and live her life. And oh, yeah. So, you know, there that's a big difference. But it's just like. If someone assaulted her, then there was no justice done there. No, no. No, it's uh, it's just really really fucked up all around and i just saw it and i wanted to talk about it because i just think you know i never knew about this case i I had no idea i saw the i saw like posts and articles going around about it and i saw that same picture of the the older guy crying and i thought that he had been the one that was exonerated i didn't know about this but i believe it was his father okay but yeah then when you when you kind of gave me a little rundown of what you were doing today i was like holy shit like that's not even the guy that's the guy's son and this actually happened like yeah 70 years ago yep yep it's you know 70 years later and they're finally getting yeah we're only uh, just doing something i just found all their mug shots my heart is just broken that's just so sad Uh, it like that's just like the central park five it's except they at least got out of jail when they were what like in their 30s <laughs> yeah yeah they didn't get executed i mean that's something i guess but it's still just bullshit mm-hmm. so that's that's my story <sighs> all right well good job thanks piss, piss, <laughs> piss me off real bad but i i knew it was going to and but you know it i just wanted to make sure people heard about it because yeah, I never knew about I it. I hadn't. I'm sure a lot of people haven't, like, don't know about it. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, um, do you have anything for Padded Room? I finished Mare of Easttown. <gasps> in, like, yeah. a day. A day and a night. Because it was so fucking good, right? It was so good. Um, I was not expecting that. I had some of it, but not that. Oh, it it's a twisty turny son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. Very well done. Right. Um, there was a, the all the acting was so amazing. Like so good. Um so yeah, so I uh really enjoyed that. Kate Winslet is a goddess. Oh my god, I fucking love her. Yeah. They try. Um, they try so hard to make her look bad and they just can't. They there's fail. nothing they can do. There's, there's nothing. Literally. She could be covered in like dirt and grime and have like no hair and she'd still be gorgeous. Like, I her, just can't. Her skin fucking illuminates. Yeah. She's beautiful. By no hair, I meant like, you know, those, like, I literally was thinking of like the dude from Rocky Horror Picture Show that has like, <laughs> not to say that people with no hair are not beautiful. Let me be clear about that. I just meant like, you know, that kind of do and she'd still be gorgeous. Oh, she could be riggedy wrecked and still be just an angel yeah Yeah, i can't yeah you gotta watch that you gotta watch that everyone so good uh you finished the white lotus and fucking hated it i'm so fucking annoyed (laughs) i told you it was so bad so bad but i don't understand it's like relatively highly rated on rotten tomatoes it has like 86 i I, it was bad i was just invested and i needed to know what the fuck happened oh yeah i was i needed to know what happened because i kept yeah like you said last time when we talked about it it was like this okay it's creeping up to something something's gonna happen nothing who died who died and then you know it was so anticlimactic oh my god it's it 
it, it had a lot of like like shock value in certain oh my God. parts. The part that pissed me off the fucking most, okay? Uh-huh. Spoiler. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched The White Lotus. The was ass. Rachel going back to that man child. Oh. Mm. I was like, cool, she grew a set of balls again and like she's gonna like, you know. Nope. I guess that well, was sexist. I didn't mean it that way, but like she she, you know. Oh it's no, she Oh, God damn, I hate that. I hate all these characters. Because, yeah, I started to like her. I, yeah. At first, I was like, oh, my God, you're such a little fucking baby. Like, you yeah. are just doing whatever this dude says, even though you know that he is a complete douche canoe. But yeah. then you finally realize maybe you want more for yourself, and yet yeah. you're going back to him. Like, So I, I liked, I was starting to like her. She let me down. I mm-hmm. fucking hate almost all of those characters. Oh, fuck. I forgot to give my sources. Oh. Well, we'll link them in the show notes. Yeah, I'll give you them there. Sorry, I just realized. Yeah, but yeah, she was just, yeah, I just was pissed and that All those characters sucked. Every one of them. Except for Belinda. Belinda was great. And you know what? The son at the end? Uh, Yeah, yeah, he was okay. I mean, he was just a kid. (laughs) So like. But he, but he found his dream and like I was happy for him. But you know what pissed me off is Belinda got handed that fat <laughs> stack of cash. Mm-hmm. She just tucked it in a drawer and walked away. That could have been enough to start her business. She didn't even bother to fucking count it. Yeah, but I also think that part of what Belinda's whole thing was with Tanya was that I think she really wanted her dream to be listened to and appreciated. And she wrote out that whole proposal and like, Tanya just threw money at it which like yeah you should take the money yeah I I I get that but at the same time like I just think back to her conversation with her son where her son was like do whatever that white lady wants so you can get that money you know what I mean like yeah you got that money you got you didn't have to do all that you got that money I guarantee what she gave you was well I was I was really hoping that she would like take that money and like because uh um well yeah. i mean i guess it's a bigger it's probably a bigger franchise now whatever but i was really hoping that she would just like buy out that hotel and make it hers yeah but that's probably wait not enough money for that yeah but no i see what you mean i thought i thought belinda it was such a power move when rachel was bitching about her problems to belinda yeah belinda's like you want my advice i'm out <laughs> I'm yeah out of advice. Like, i'm like yeah i'm like bitch like, I I connected with Belinda because I'm like, people just fucking emotionally dump on you Mm. without your fucking consent all the time. And you just have to take it. And you finally were just like, no. Yeah. Fuck this. I'm done. Fuck these rich ass white assholes. Yeah, that was good. I love Belinda. So there were moments that it wasn't terrible, but like, you got invested. Yeah, little pockets of like, oh, oh yeah, I wanted to know what happened, but like, the, it was such a fucking letdown. There were just not very many likable characters. Fuck no. Literally one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there's your TV recommendations. I mean, watch White Lotus. There's a weird ass eating scene. <laughs> <laughs> your text. How about that ass eating scene? <laughs> that was a lot for me. Yeah. Okay? yeah. I was watching that during lunch. Like, I was eating my lunch and... <laughs> It wasn't asked though. And he was eating his. So yeah. So I mean, if you want some weird ass shit like that, and like the literal like shitting, <laughs> I'm just like, what? Is the the minute he looked, I was like, he's gonna shit or piss in that motherfucker. I know it. And then he dropped trowel. I just and like they showed it. Yeah, like like, like coming out. I was like, did he really shit that? Like that was impressive how did they do that like Like, shitting on command like good for you bro (laughs) what a talent to have well um if that doesn't make everyone want to watch i don't know what will yeah um that's yeah that's my only padded room well uh, that's mine too okay i watch white lotus you watch mayor of east town mayor of east town's amazing yeah I don't know that they'll bring it back because I think they kind of it just they wrapped everything up. There's nothing they, to bring back. They wrapped everything up unless they kept going with like Mayor's story. But like, meh. I really I think if they continued it, it would suck. 
Like, I think it ended I'm, on a good note. I'm afraid, oops, I'm afraid that it would too. So it's yeah. just like, maybe just let it, you know, let yeah. it be, let it end good. And Yeah. If they did it again, like, if they did, like, a s- subset series of maybe, like, focusing on somebody else in the town. Or, like... Yeah. You know? I think it could be made well, but you'd have to be pretty careful. I also really loved the relationship she had with her ex-husband and how, like... it was cute. They, like, live next, like... Next door to each other and, like, they're friends, like... Yeah. That dinner at the end, them all laughing and, like, I was just like, that is so fucking sweet. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. And I liked, and I think Mare, I like when characters develop. Mm -hmm. And I think she developed in that show. Yeah, for sure. It was really good. That's a that is a great show. Yeah. All right, you want to do our socials? Sure. You can follow us on Instagram <sighs> at Chardonnay and DNA. I'll spell it out. What, what bitch? When you started to go, you can. I was waiting for go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck yourself and follow us on our Instagram at Chardonnay and DNA. All spelled out. Um. It's not buttery Chardonnay and DNA. It's just regular. And you can go to our Facebook. It's Chardonnay, the and sign DNA. We have a Gmail, Chardonnay and DNA at gmail.com. Send us stories because my tank's running a little bit dry. Um, and we have a website, ChardonnayandDNA.com. Buy some shit. We have tons of shit that you should buy. Yeah, buy some shit um and i think i'm not even mentioning the twitter because fuck the twitter fucking use it yeah oh okay use twitter anymore just idiots (laughs) all right then you heard it here first if you have a twitter (laughs) i feel bad there are people who use it that we we like i just i don't know it's the character limit for me i can't do it can't do that character limit i can't can't do it well all right well fuck off to twitter then get vaxxed get waxed and fuck off to twitter yep bye bye aunt rachel can you buy me beer